Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. with the words bar and grill in the title. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery and along the Gulf of Mexico with me from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, inspired EC's only Nicole Halton. You don't have another Nicole Halton there, do you? Thankfully, no. We now have three Tashes on our team, like oh, three. All that... we like to be called Tash, like... It's it, I've I've now instilled a no more Tasha's rule. Yeah, um, and and I've asked that we stop doubling up on names. It's just too hard. Sure. Too yeah, hard. you gotta. You, I mean, that should be the first the first filter through the re, the the applications that you go through. And yeah. and look, I I think one Tosh was more than enough. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that was plenty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a handful of Tosh right there. Um, <laughs> Hi, Tosh. Um, so, uh, Nicole, I've teased this. I got to get. I got to get to it. Um, I, I, I made a new friend. Um, I'm not. I'm a. I'm not keen on new friends. Um, I mentioned a a while back when I recorded with uh with with Rachel and Rebecca that there was a. I got to talk quieter here because he might be listening. No, there's a there's a guy that lives uh, uh near the snuggery here about my age. Um, that 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 wanted to be friends after we moved in and. And he's, 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 look, he's a real, he's a real nice guy. And, and we've got similar worldviews, but different life experiences. So I think talking to him, um, isn't bad, but I don't need any more friends. Um, and so that we, he did, he, he, look, he said, you know, maybe we should get together for dinner or lunch. And I made an excuse and, and now I, I almost try to avoid him, but I don't want that friend. But now I ended up with this other friend, so I can't let him know about it. Cause he might get jealous, but, um, so I'm walking on along the beach the other day and, uh, and down the beach aways, there's, uh, you know how people set up their little canopies on the beach to keep the sun off yes. and everything. And there's, there's this big canopy and there's, there's mom sitting back on the canopy and they got a lot of gear. It's like they're, they're at the beach for the day. And and when I go by, she is lubing up this, this almost three-year-old with sunblock and they're, they're, it's, it's apparently a sunblock and fruit break. They're, uh, they're taking a break from the playing and I go by and I, I, I get to where I'm walking to and I turn around and, and come back and, and uh, mom is back in her chair under the canopy and he is there. He's got all kinds of digging toys and he's working on a hole and he, and he says, Hey, want to dig? Oh, and I paused for a second and I, and I, I was, well, cause I really did want to dig. I, I, I really did, wanted yeah. to dig, but I didn't know if I should. Um, and, and then he says, mom got tired. He tells me, Aww. and I'm like, I'm like, 
and mom's looking at me. She's got this big grin on her face and, and she shrugs and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to dig. Um, and he, he gets this big grin on his face and I, I plop down in the sand and, and he gives me a selection of uh, two or three diggers I can use. And, and so we dig a little bit and he's, he's doing that thing you do at the beach where you dig a, you dig a hole and then you try to try to dig the trench out to the surf. So the water, so the water will come in. Yep. Um, and, and so we're working on that. And then, then the tide is actually coming in and it works out really great. He gets water into his, his little thing and, and he's all happy and we dig for a while. And, and then I'm like, well, gotta go. And I, and I take off and, and, uh, that was the end of the day. And that, that was delightful. And, and, and mom was, was happy to have five minutes of not having to entertain him. I think very next day. Walking on the beach, there's this canopy set up oh. in exactly the same place. Um, this time when I go by, he has a digging partner. His dad is with him digging. Um, under the oh. canopy, under the canopy is mom with his the reason mom looks so tired, uh, twin sisters about uh eight, ten months old. Um oh. and they're digging away, and I and I approach and he he sees me coming, he's like, Oh, hi, friend. And I'm like, oh, I have a friend oh. now. Uh, and, and he's like, he's like, want to dig? And I, I'm like, well, <laughs> it looks like you got somebody to dig with today. And I, I really don't have time today. And he's like, like oh, okay. And so I, I go off and, and again, I, I'm coming back the other direction a while later and, and mom is gone. It's just, it's just uh, dad, the, the twins and him uh digging and uh it's great that dad's got them and they're they're the little ones are sitting there and the surf is coming in and hitting their toes and and they're they're all happy and and he's digging and and uh he asked me if i want to dig again and i kind of i kind of make my excuse excuses because i've got to got to get home and get on the zoom and he's like uh okay but want to come to my birthday party <laughs> Oh, now you know you're in because uh, because apparently his third birthday party is coming up, and I was like, uh, I I'm busy that night, and uh, I I and he's like, oh okay, and I take up off the beach, and dad doesn't dad has no idea what's going on who this who this other dude that's friends with his son, so I I'm hoping that he went home and, <laughs> and, and told having it. an affair, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope he went home and uh, explained to to his wife what had happened, so she can she can explain to him about his his her 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 child's friend. Um, and so that was my that was my friend my friend experience. Um, uh, I love that. I do kind of regret not going to the think, birthday party. I don't. I just think children are so good at that at just being like, "Hey, I want to do this thing, and you're there, and do you want to do this thing together?" As adults, we sure. don't do that very well. And especially us introverts and, you know, people who'd prefer not to have more friends. I can totally relate to that. But we don't tend to do that as easily. Like it's just, it's more forced and there's something kind of, and there's an expectation. Like you think if you're going to ask someone to, do you want to hang out? Like then there's this real pressure and expectation. Whereas he's like, do you want to dig? And you're like, okay, cool. Or no, I can't now. Or, you know, you've got someone else to dig with or whatever. It was like, it's so simple with children. I love that. 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 the whole the the body language, everything I got from mom was like, yeah, sit down and dig with the kids so I can have five minutes apiece is the total vibe I got from her. And so it was it was kind of a fun, it was kind of a fun thing. And Love and it. then I haven't seen them back. They must have they must have been down for vacation or something, having having fun at the beach and just there for a couple of days. So that was fun. Um I Maybe, maybe, maybe my friend will be back next summer. I'll, I'll have to mark it maybe. on my calendar to to keep an eye maybe. out for him next year. Um, so Nicole, I wanted to talk to you about bowels and vowels, b b b bowels and v v v vowels. Um, you you've you've noticed this, right? Um, there's this push to to get kids involved in in academics and letters and readings and and numeracy before they've mastered control of their bodies. I, I hear from from kindergarten teachers who have kids come into into kindy with uh, with being able to count to ten in in five languages, but they can't wipe their own butt. That kind of thing. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really this, this push for academics before we've, we've mastered ourselves. And I was, I was thinking about that actually on that same day, I was walking the beach and, and the phrase to describe the need to take care of the, the physical development um, and the, the sensory integration and all of that, before we start focusing on the academics I came up with was the idea of focusing on vowels before vowels. Um, I think it's, yes. I think it'd be a good bumper sticker. Um, so I thought it was something we could, we could banter about for a bit. Um, if you wanted to, so, any thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have it on a bumper sticker. Um, no. It's just vowels is just one of those words that I just don't like. Um, but I very much, and, you know, I've banged on about this for so long about, you know, the downward push of academics and, you know, I, I, it, it's a very big source of frustration for me. So that's nothing new. Um, but I think it's, it is that concept of, you know, supporting children to first off, before anything else, have their needs met you know like whatever their basic needs are it's that whole Maslow kind of thing you know what are the basic needs I need to you know be fed and watered and you know but then I also need safety and you know like there are all these things that need to happen in order for learning to take place and you know for kind of that next step up in terms of development to take place so if we're not focused on those things and it's one of the things um, we do a lot of training for services around you know programming for babies and so much so many services say oh we don't have time for the program for babies and I'm not getting a chance to you know write the program and plan activities and document things and I'm like the care's the program like the time spent nurturing feeding changing sleeping all of that sort of stuff that you're saying takes you away from the program that actually is the program at this age because unless you get all that mastered you know and you really kind of get into a good routine with that and where children feel comfortable and safe and you know supported and all those sorts of things you, nothing else matters like it doesn't matter if you've got you know finger painting and you're making a bloody handprint reindeer or something like it does not matter if those children aren't getting the sleep that they need and getting the support that they need and the interaction and connection and you know like conversation and facial time and you know all that kind of stuff that doesn't none of that if that's not happening none of the other stuff's happening and so then you talk about like your toddlers 
who are often where you're looking at, you know, mastering things like toilet training or toilet learning or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But that sort of tends to be a time where that's happening. That's actually a massive part of their program is, you know, those developmental skills and, you know, that that learning that's going to take place. Now, obviously, there's going to be a range within you know, the group of children that you're working with of what's developmentally appropriate, what's individually, you know, happening. But I think, you know, saying that we shouldn't be, or that we should be more focused on the learning and the program and the curriculum and, you know, all that sort of stuff before the the needs and the connection and the, you know, the basic day-to-day how to be a human is really, it just does not work for me. Yeah, and and developmentally, when we we skip right to the academic stuff, teaching them the the letters of the alphabet, teaching them the vowels, teaching them the numbers, um, when when we get to that stuff too soon, we are we are jumping over all of the important sensory integration that needs to go on in the early years to prepare them to actually be able yeah. to process that that later learning. And so it's the the vestibular stuff, the proprioceptive stuff, and the the interoceptive stuff. Because the the whole bowels, part of my bowels before vowels yeah. is is figuring out, you know, I've I've talked about it in other episodes. You you get that feeling in your in your your belly area that that might mean you're hungry and it might mean you're sick and it might mean you're feeling anxious or uncomfortable and it might need mean you need to pee and it might need mean you need to poop. And it's all basic that same kind of feeling around that same area and until your interoceptive system is being able to decipher all of that it, it's really hard for you to focus on a e i o u or one two three yeah. or or things like or green or purple um and so that age compression that pushing down to the curriculum is is really really doing kids a disservice developmentally and so so being able to slow down and and focus on on that that physiological part of the early years is is a must, especially for infants and toddlers, but but also for preschoolers, because there are there are plenty of three, four, and five year olds who are still trying to master control of their bodies. Yeah. And that, and that's it. It's that whole notion of, you know, earlier is better. And it's like it's not because you you're skipping steps. You know, it's kind of like saying I don't know I'm trying to think of an example that you might encounter as an adult but you know there are things that we learn to do in our adult life that you need to have other skills to be able to do so even I suppose driving a car like when you do learn to drive a car you need to have other things already in place to do that and so you know part of that is you know to do with brain development and part of that's to do with coordination you know being able to actually turn a steering wheel and know to move like your arms a certain way and not to end up with them crossed over and twisted in knots or to be able to coordinate between different pedals and you know gear sticks or whatever it happens to be but there needs to be a whole bunch of things that take place for that to actually happen and so if we haven't done those things it's kind of like I mean there's a lot of contention over whether children actually need to crawl and you know you will come across children who don't crawl Mm -hmm. but there is also you know clear research that says you know that it is beneficial for children to crawl you know that crossing at the midline and you know that that movement 
is beneficial. But if we just skip through all these stages and go right to here and we've missed all those other things, you know, I think we do children a real disservice. Yeah, there, there's a reason eight-year-olds don't get driver's licenses. Yes, that's um, right. And look, to be honest, when I look at, you know, brain development and stuff now, the fact that I can be behind the wheel of a car at 16, I actually find a little bit scary. You know, like I think back now and think, oh, gosh, I was not, you know, probably at my best decision-making response. And that's why we see, I know here in Australia, they actually extended the period that you have to be on like provisional licenses for so it's a longer period of time and now you've mm. got to be on a provisional license for longer which means that you know you have to do a lower um speed you're not allowed to do full speed um it also means that you mightn't be allowed to have um so if you're on a provisional license you're not allowed to have passengers in the car after a certain time at night so if you're driving at 10 o'clock at night you're not allowed to have passengers in the car with you because there is that clear understanding that your decision-making skills are somewhat reduced because you're only 17. You know, you probably don't have the best um, prefrontal cortex <laughs> to be able to make good decisions. And so there's those sorts of things in place. And I think that about, you know, children, like having things in place that recognise that actually a two-year-old is not ready for learning the alphabet, you know, they can be exposed to language, they can be exposed to the alphabet and they can pick that up naturally and 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 will, you know, they'll pick up language naturally as part of conversation. But to actually sit down with flashcards or, you know, now we're going to learn the alphabet song misses so many important steps in development. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like an, taking an infant who's just learned how to roll over and and standing them up and saying, okay, walk and letting go of them. Um, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of steps there that got, that got, that get skipped. And, um, well, even the know, people who hold on to infants and walk them, sure. you know, like it's, it's well-intentioned. They think, oh, they're ready to walk and I'm just going to be helping them. But actually they're missing important steps or they're missing strength or they're missing coordination that they haven't yet developed to be able to do that. And it's that whole concept even of putting infants or toddlers into positions that they can't necessarily get themselves into. So sitting them up with those, you know, little seats or whatever, like yeah. those things that they can't yet do, their body is not actually ready to do. You know, if they're not pulling themselves up to stand, they're not ready to stand, you know, sure. so it's letting their body naturally develop rather than pushing it to do the next thing. Sure. And put, sitting them up and sitting them and putting the cushions around them. So they're, oh, look, she can sit up. Well, no, no, she can't. Yeah. And look, I I am no, totally guilty of that from back in the day before I knew better. Yeah, I totally did it. Um, Absolutely. But, but, but the research is pretty clear that if they can't get into those positions themselves, they're not ready to be, to be in those positions. To be in them. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned flashcards a little bit ago. When I, I started writing a, a vowels before vowels, uh, uh, post for the Playvolution HQ site that I haven't finished yet because I'm just I'm so too irritated because I went I went and did a a a search uh, for I just searched toddler workbooks um, and toddler flashcards and oh my god there there are a hell of them out a hell of a lot of them out there um, and look any fuckwits that are that are building building workbooks for 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 toddlers and infants um i i look i hope 
look, I don't wish you harm. I don't wish that you'd be walking across the parking lot from your, from your uh, trip to the, the, uh, the espresso shop to, to, to get a little bevy. Um, and, and then you accidentally are confronted by a out of control steamroller. I don't wish you any harm, but you know, I also would send flowers. <laughs> yeah. If it happens, I'm not going to send flowers to the hospital. Um, there's, and, and then Amazon has started doing this thing where they, they, they say X number sold in the last week or something for, for products. Yeah. And hundreds and thousands of these things being sold. Mm. Um, it just breaks my heart because Look, I've met a lot of two-year-olds, and I've met two-year-olds that will will happily sit and do flashcards with an adult because they want to be with the adult and think it makes the adult happy, and oh, so I'm... they'll tolerate it. But but given the freedom of choice to make other choices, most toddlers tend to want to make other choices if there are really yeah. other choices available. Absolutely. And that's it. I think, you know, and you hit the nail on the head before when you know better, you do better, you know, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of those things are being purchased by people who don't know better at this point, but they're also, I find, you know, a lot of the educators that I encounter are feeling pressure from families to do these things in their programs and whatever. And I think if you don't have the the knowledge or the conviction to be able to push back and say, you know what, that's actually not appropriate. It's not developmentally appropriate. It's not going to help your child. Um, And it's also not part of our philosophy and what we do here. If you don't have that, then it becomes really difficult. And I think, you know, I then hear people say, oh, well, it's the parent's fault because they ask. And the parents ask because they're sold that lie. You know, they're sold that story that, earlier is better and you know academics matter and you know all this sort of stuff at that young age you know they're sold it from the first minute you find out you're having a baby it's like you're pushed this idea of you know let your baby listen to Mozart in the womb and you know get headphones to put over your belly so that your child is smart and you know all this kind of stuff is just pushed on families and I always tell people a big part of that isn't because the parent is you know thinking that this is the thing for my child, but it's fear. It's fear of what if I don't do those things and I've disadvantaged my child somehow or I've, you know, all the other children will be doing that and mine won't be and they'll be the one left behind. Or, you know, like it comes from a place of love and fear. It doesn't come sure. from I just want to be the asshole parent who makes you sit down and do flashcards with my two-year-old. It comes from that love and fear kind of place. And so I understand why people do it. But I think it's important for us as a profession to push back on that with research and, you know, and to really make visible to families what children are actually getting out of play. You know, I think that's the thing. If we can highlight the important developmental steps that are occurring during play, then families start to see that, you know, they can't see what they can't see like if they're not in our service and they're not experiencing what we're experiencing, they can't see that. So we've got to make it visible for them. I could not agree more. And that's why I thought my bowels before vowels marketing campaign uh, to push that <laughs> idea would be such a success. And then you came As, on, long, as you long as it on, doesn't have a graphic. You you come in and you poo-poo all over my bowels before <laughs> vowels. You said you wouldn't have the bumper sticker. Well, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> you wouldn't have the bumper sticker. And now no I thought it would. 
I thought it would be the poop emoji. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Well, no. what would be a better what would be a better phrase? Can we think of a better phrase? I look. I don't know that I have one. Just mm-hmm. yeah. No, I I'll have to think on it. Maybe maybe a listener can come up with a a more palatable phrase. But look, I get it. It's catchy. It's rhymy. It'll stick with you. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it might stick. It might. Sometimes it's sticky. Um, what is it about the word? You know, our last episode, we talked about words as the last episode we were together and we talked about words as loose parts. What is it about the word bowels that you don't like? There is something about the sound because I don't really like the word vowel either. Like, I think it is something about the sound, but then I don't about, really have a problem owl? with towel. Do you like so... owl? Owls? Yeah, I don't mind like owl. Owls? No, I don't know. I think it, it must just be the visual that it promotes for me. Mm. It's like, it's just poo. Like that's what if it's it. Pronounced, what if it's pronounced in different ways? Bowels. Bowels. <laughs> no, it's Bowels. still the same. <laughs> it's still the same. No. Bowels. It's like, you know, Bowels. some people have issues with words like moist. Like, people don't like that word. That's, that doesn't bother me. But bowel, I just find. And it okay, sounds like listeners. It, it sounds like it, an eighty-year-old man. The word "bow." I just think sure. eighty-year-old man. Hey, listeners, prepare yourself. You know how for you this. could give a word like an identity? That's what I'm mm-hmm. giving it. Okay, I can live with that. As long as it's an eighty-year-old <laughs> man with uh, with bushy eyebrows, that's what I I long to be. Yes. Um, but prepare yourself for this: moist bowels. We've probably just lost a whole bunch of people right now. <laughs> somebody somebody just threw up or swerved into oncoming traffic or something <laughs> because of the the idea of moist yeah. bowels. That's uh that's two words you don't like together, huh? No. no. I, I look moist on its own doesn't bother me that much, but you put those two but together. Moist, and, moist yeah, bowels. Um I, I think I would prefer <laughs> moist bowels to dry bowels. Because uh, dry well, bowels, I think you're you're, de- you're dehydrated. There's there's something more yeah, medical going good. on there. I think they're I think they're supposed to be a little bit moist <laughs> at least. Um, so you're you're not a big fan of my marketing. My my my. I'm gonna have to send the team back to the drawing board. You think? I just think it needs some work. It mm-hmm. just needs some work. I, I I was gonna go with a the, big the happy idea poop emoji, Concept. just smiling. I was thinking T-shirts and bumper stickers and and computer stickers and everything. <sighs> Listeners, if you yeah. have any any thoughts about vowels or bowels or rushing children or moistness or or anything like that, uh, uh, hit me up at two two eight three six three six seven. Get a campaign ideas. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Any better? Any better? Uh, any better uh, catchphrases we could use for for this this uh, this plan to focus more on development than pushing the early academics? Before we move on, I got to throw one other thing out there. Uh, recorded with Stephanie a couple episodes back. Um, I had a I had a a downtrodden day. We were talking about resilience, and I I had a thing I had to bounce back at. I I missed a deadlift that I was. I was supposed to. I was supposed to do a deadlift for five reps, and and I only managed it three, and I felt sad. But I bounced back after about thirty seconds of pounding, and then, and then listeners, the next week, I added a pound, 
and I kicked its ass, lifted at the number, the requisite number of reps to check it off as success. So Jeff is feeling good and feeling resilient if you were worried about me, because I, I'm sure I sounded really sad about that. But then I got to get your your thoughts on one other thing, uh, Nicole, before you wrap up. Um, we've we've talked, it came up over at uh, at Playhaven, the, the little baby online community of practice I've started. That's at playhaven.com. Now people, it's got its own website if you want to check it out. But somebody over there mentioned uh, having a hard time, a new group of kids hadn't settled in with them yet, didn't know them, things were not going right. And and she talked about uh, uh, going and, and crying in the bathroom during her break. And uh, so I, I did about Aww. 20 minutes with Sam on that. And, and Stephanie, who spent uh, 20 plus years as a center director, talked about uh, uh, crying in 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 her work. What you got any crying at work experience? Oh yeah, I love a good cry at work. Um, <laughs> Tash and I have a rule here that like one of us can cry at a time. Like, it, it, and it's it's not a rule that we've actually imposed. It's just something that's evolved that one of mm -hmm. us is allowed to have a really shitty day and have a big cry. The other one stays strong. Um, but yeah, we were, uh, our whole office says work is a great place for a cry. Like it's a safe place. Um, but in early childhood, when I was actually working in a service, yeah, I definitely had some cries and I had, a, I had a cry in the sandpit one day, to be fair, I probably shouldn't have even been at work, but I had a cry in the sandpit, <laughs> you know, oh, like that, you get that seems like you get messy. <laughs> you're crying and then a kid comes up oh. and you end up with sad sand pasted in your tears yeah. that could be a big mess um yeah so i just yeah. wanted to but I, I, don't know. I, I think it's okay for children to see you as vulnerable sure sure and and it is a job you know, i don't want doing... them to see me as a big sobbing mess but yeah <laughs> it is a it is a job where we're doing lots of emotional labor and and I'm I'm just asking I I assume that was going to be your response because I think it's it's something that that a lot of people experience at work and so it's just it's just part of the profession and I know there there are probably some some closet criers uh, uh out there that that yes. think they're the only ones that go through this and in this profession, you are absolutely not alone if you, you let a few tears fall um, in, in, in your work uh, from time to time. Any final thoughts on this or anything else before we wrap up? This has been an Explorations Early no, Learning that's Upstairs all. Studio Back to the cold. Back to Oh, you poor, you poor, poor thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to hunt down the ice cream truck again this afternoon, maybe if I can. Um, listeners, if you need more Nicole in your life, go to inspiredec.com. There's all kinds of fun stuff going on over there. There's blog stuff and there's merch and there's online sessions and all kinds of good stuff, good resources. Um, you can join me at Child Care Barn Girl Happy Hour the fourth Tuesday of every month at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, USA. There's a registration link in the show notes, or you can go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag. Um, it's just a quick Zoom registration, so I know know who's coming. Um, we, we did, the first one we did was great. We talked about we talked about beach genitals and we talked about all kinds of all kinds of other stuff that had come up in the show. People shared their mushrooms where they'd let their body mushrooms grow. Um, so uh. join us for that. Yeah. Um, it, it, look, it's happy hour. You don't you don't have to have a have a alcoholic beverage. You can, though. We're not going to judge you. Um, show up. 
chat. It'll be fun. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye.